Welcome to the Doctrine Matters Podcast, a tool to help believers rediscover true biblical doctrine and to help them understand and live out their faith in their homes, in their churches, and in their communities. Thank you for listening to this episode. Let's get right to it. Welcome to this episode of the Dr. Matters Podcast. I want to thank you for tuning in, whether you are watching on YouTube or Facebook, or if you are listening from a podcast platform in audio form only. Either way, I thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. So let's just jump right into this episode. There's been a lot going on with the DeMar Hamlin situation over the past several weeks. And there is a lot of talk afterwards about what happened. So if you don't know what happened, just briefly, I know that many people probably do. You who are listening likely know what happened. DeMar Hamlin is a player for the Buffalo Bills NFL football team. Took a hit to uh, the chest area is what they're saying caused this. Again, there are speculations as to other reasons why this may have happened, but either way, uh, we're not going to get into those speculations because that's not what this podcast is about or this episode. So either way, DeMar Hamlin took a, a, a hit to the chest area. He got up and suffered cardiac arrest. Ultimately, he died on the field and went under uh, CPR. They, he was given CPR for around nine minutes, and it was said that when he got in the ambulance on the field, there was a pulse, and he was brought back to life, I think, by God, uh, or at least given that pulse by God and uh, by the brave people there, those trainers, doctors, medical personnel, all those that jumped quickly into going into saving this young man's life, whether it be AFib or CPR, whatever the case may be, they truly were heroes that night getting to him and giving him the medical treatment he needed. And by God's grace, he left in an ambulance with a heartbeat. He spent some time in intensive care in a hospital in Cincinnati, which is where they were playing. And Ultimately, got out of the hospital, went to a hospital in Buffalo, I believe, and then now he has been discharged from that hospital in Buffalo and is walking, talking, smiling, tweeting, all of these things, and he is recovering very well. And through that, through all of this, a lot of things took place from a spiritual side. Now, it, it, you, your social media was likely full of people saying they're praying for DeMar Hamlin, asking people to pray for DeMar Hamlin. I believe it was Dan Orlovsky who prayed on live television on ESPN for DeMar Hamlin. What a beautiful thing that happened right there in real time for the whole world to see a man praying for another who was clinging to life. And that was the case. It was He was clinging to life, and this was bigger than football. This was bigger than anything because this was a life that we were talking about. And many people all over the world were praying for DeMar Hamlin as they should have been. And praise God, he is getting better every day today out of the hospital and doing much better and doing well, if I may say so. But there's also been a lot of talk of a spiritual awakening for a lot of people. And one of the things that I prayed for, and many of you might have as well, is that through this situation, God would do something great, that he would save people, that he would open their eyes, that if they were saved, but yet living far off from God, that they would be brought back 
to him through this as they realize life is fragile. Life is short. We're not promised tomorrow. Matter of fact, James says life is a mist or vapor. Here today, gone tomorrow. As a matter of fact, just saw where a Georgia football player went from celebrating a national championship in football to losing his life in a car wreck just yesterday or the day before. Just uh, a few short days between those two big moments in 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 the life of this young man. He's celebrating a national title, and then he's standing before God in judgment. Um, hopefully, he was a believer. But either way, that's how fragile life is, here today and gone tomorrow. And I think the whole world felt that in that moment, both Christian and non-Christian alike. But I've seen a headline today come out, and it's kind of all over social media now. I haven't read the article. I haven't watched the video yet. We're actually going to do that together. Josh Allen, quarterback of the Buffalo Bills, said that he had a spiritual awakening uh, in light of the DeMar Hamlin situation. So he was on a a TV show, sports show looks like, uh, and I haven't watched it yet. I thought it'd be fun to watch it together or listen to it together and see if we can make sure and listen for biblical truth coming from the DeMar Hamlin situation. Now, I I want to be clear here. It is not my goal to be a heresy hunter. Matter of fact, this may be some of the most biblical things that I've ever heard anybody say on any type of show or come out of anybody's mouth. I don't know what Josh Allen is about to say. Again, we're going to listen to this together. I think it'll be interesting. I think it'll be fun. And then we can look at this from a biblical perspective and just see if what he is saying is biblical when it comes to spiritual awakenings and or see if it's not. And uh, one of the greatest fears when you have people talking about spiritual awakenings or uh, spiritual enlightenments is we live in such a world where the gospel, or, or at least in America, where the gospel has been so watered down, everything is me-centered, uh, there's a, a really low view of God in many churches. So my fear, anytime anybody says they have a spiritual awakening or a or spiritual enlightenment, is that this is just going to be some sort of nominal Christianity coming out of the mouths of those folks. But I really hope that's not the case here. I hope God is doing a work in Josh Allen's life uh, that brings him to repentance and faith. And if he is already a believer, that would bring him back into uh, living a right life for the glory of God and the exaltation of Christ. So uh, let's just let's just go ahead and listen to this together. Again, this is my first time listening to this. I haven't read anything, so I have no idea what he's about to say. So let's take a listen. I said this in my press conference the other day, just kind of a spiritual awakening for really for me, and I know for a lot of other people that maybe didn't have the strongest um, uh, belief or when the biggest, you know, strong, strongest Christian followers and to kind of see what had transpired here. It's that is a interesting statement because this is what we prayed for that those who may not have any sort of belief would be awakened to this and understand that there is a God and there is a God who uh, basically gave this just was gracious enough to bring this DeMar Hamlin young man to be healed. And hopefully people are seeing this and unbelievers may come to faith because of this. And even what he said there, those that may not be, uh, have the strongest Christian beliefs. This is part of discipleship 
This is why those who become Christians must be discipled. And we must realize that they need to be discipled and how to disciple them. And let me just say what I mean there is I don't know if Josh Allen is a a true believer or not, uh, but if he was one of those that didn't have the strongest Christian belief for however long he's been a Christian, then somebody missed an opportunity along the way to disciple this man and to hopefully encourage him to walk closer to Christ, have stronger beliefs, let his faith be unshakable and immovable. Uh, But it seems like it took something tragic to maybe begin to bring this man back to stronger Christian beliefs, values, and biblical uh, knowledge to be able to live that out in obedience. So I'm not sure what where he is or what what he's going to stand on here, uh, but I do know that he has made a statement which we have all prayed for likely. Uh, so let's just continue on to see what he says. It's a, it's a crazy, crazy feeling. It's something I've never felt before. It's something that I know a lot of my teammates have never felt before um, and you really can't do anything but accept it and, um, you know, lean on your brothers and, and share that moment with them. And uh, that, that kickoff, that was uh, the, the kickoff return was pretty crazy too. So uh, there's a lot of things that went on and, and a lot of uh, just eye opening, um, I guess, situations that have just kind of stumbled upon us or we've stumbled upon them. And I think it's been uh, it, it's been crazy. It's been not fun, but at the same time, it's been uh, very validating. And I want to know more about that because you mentioned it. You go through this unfathomable week. In the meantime, you still have to play a home game against the Patriots. It's important. And the Patriots win the toss and they defer. And then some sort of miracle happens. And I want to play you a clip, Josh, of yourself. This is after the game talking about that moment. Take a look. It was just spiritual and I just I was going around and I just something I was going around my team and saying God's real like you can't you can't draw that one up write that one up any better um and I, I was just told by Kevin Curran it's been three years and three months <sighs> since the last kickoff return so it's pretty cool what's it like to watch that back I get I get tears in my eyes thinking about it and, and rewatching that clip and I've never been struck like that before uh, from a play from from an, from an experience um, from an emotion. It's let me stop here. I want to ask you guys a question, and I'm not going to flesh this out here. I'd love to hear your comments. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. You can go to the Facebook page, Doctor Matters Podcast, and leave a comment there under the video or on YouTube, uh, if you will. But it seems like when they played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that Tampa Bay won the toss. They deferred, so that means that the Buffalo Bills received the kickoff. They got the ball first, and apparently when they kicked the ball off, the Bills received it, and they returned it for a touchdown. And Josh Allen says it's been three years. These numbers are important here. Three years and three months since they last returned a kick for a touchdown like that. Now, I want to remind you that DeMar Hamlin's number was the number three. People said we're praying for number three. A lot of people had number three jerseys. So my question here is, and I'd love to hear from you, can God use these coincidences in people's life to bring them to a greater understanding 
of who he is. Because if you heard him there, after this happened, he said, there is a God. Now, I'm asking you specifically, can God use certain coincidences like this? The number three of DeMar Hamlin, who was the one we all prayed for. Three years and three months, the number three, since anyone ran a the ball back, if you will, for on a kickoff return. Uh, is that a coincidence that God can use to bring people closer to him or open their eyes to know that there is a God and say God is real? Now, let me let me say this. He said, or I believe it was this other guy. Let's see who it was. Let's see which one of them said it. Um, let's run it back just a little bit here to listen to exactly what was said because I, I don't want to. It's just spiritual, and I just I was. I don't want to. I want to play you a clip, Josh, of yourself. In the meantime, you still have to play a home game against the Patriots. It's important, and the Patriots win the toss and they defer, and then some sort of miracle happens. And I want to play you a clip, Josh, of yourself. Okay, this guy, uh, apparently, if you see it in the background there, he the basement. Maybe he's the host of a show called The Basement. Uh, but this guy says, uh, all of this begins to set up, and before the return, a miracle happens. Now, let me just say something here. I don't want to be nitpicky, but... Running a football back for a touchdown is not a miracle, in my opinion. A miracle is ligaments growing back together when the doctor says it'll never grow. A miracle is something supernatural that happens, not something natural like running a football back to an end zone. This is a natural thing that happens, not a supernatural thing that happen. So I would say that running this football back was not a miracle. However, the question on the table is, can these coincidences lead people? Is God using these things that people are calling, uh, wow, there's just this, these coincidences have led me to believe that God is real? Is this something that God uses, or does he use his word, and does he use his word from the mouths of people? Uh, what do you think? I'd love to hear your comments on that. Uh, again, like I said, leave them on the Facebook page or here under the YouTube channel. Um, I'd like to see these these thoughts on this. So let's just keep playing this. We'll this listen to it again. After the game, talking about that moment. Take a look. It was just spiritual. And I just, I was going around and I just, I mean, I was going around my team and saying, God's real. Like, you can't, you can't draw that one up, write that one up any better. Um, and I, I was just told by Kevin Curran, it's been three years and three months. <sighs> Since the last kickoff return, so it's pretty cool. What's it like to watch that back? I get I get tears in my eyes thinking about it and, and rewatching that clip, and I've never been struck like that before uh, from a play, from 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 an experience, um, from an emotion. It's it's never hit me that way before. And again, like I'm, I'll be the first to admit, like I haven't been the the most devoted Christ follower in my life. And, um, I've had my different beliefs and, um, thoughts and ideas and, and stuff like that. But, you know, something got a hold of me there and, uh, it was, it was extremely powerful that, something, um, listen to this thoughts and ideas and, and stuff like that. But, you know, something got a hold of me there. Let me go back a little more from an, from an experience. Um, 
from emotion, it's it's never hit me that way before. And again, like I'm, he said, emotion. Let's be clear that emotion does not equal salvation. And I'm just listening to this as it unfolds, and I want you to listen to it too. Just want to make sure that we're biblical. But then he says something else here. I'll be the first to admit, like I haven't been the the most devoted Christ follower in my life, and um, I've had my different beliefs and um, thoughts and ideas and and stuff like that. But you know, something got a hold of me there. And now it'd be interesting to know exactly what he means here by having his thoughts and beliefs and things like that different thoughts and beliefs. And before that, he says, "I admit I haven't been the most devoted Christ follower." Now, it, I wish. And again, he might lay something out that would tell us here, but I wish that he would tell us exactly what his beliefs have been. What are the things that he has thought about and believed in until this, quote unquote, grabbed a hold of him? Now, this almost sounds like that Josh Allen may not have truly been a Christian. Now, I can't say he wasn't a true Christian, but may have not been. But God is using this situation to bring him into a knowledge of who God is, which we already know by Romans 1 standards, that he knows there's a God. He may be suppressing that truth, whatever the case may be. But it may be that God is using this situation to draw him into a relationship with him, although he says he hasn't been the most devoted Christ follower. He's always had his own uh, opinions and and thoughts and things like and beliefs. Uh, so, it's always interesting to listen to people talk, to be observant of what they say, especially if you're ever in a gospel conversation with somebody. Listening to what they say is very important because it's in this moment, and hopefully we can use this as a tool to uh, help you in your conversations and your listening skills, being uh, able to listen to what somebody else is saying. So then you could ask them questions to help you better understand their position. So if I was in a gospel conversation or even just in a conversation right now with Josh Allen, and he says this, the first thing that I would want to know is, number one, what were those beliefs and those thoughts and those opinions that you had? What exactly were those? And then I'd also say, since you said you haven't been as a, a, a as a good of a Christian, essentially, as you could be, tell me about the time you were saved. Let I'd love to hear your conversion story about the time you crossed over from that darkness into light, from death to life, spiritually. So those are a couple of things that I would love to hear Josh Allen expound on. Uh, but I do feel like that God could be using this to either bring him back into a right relationship with him or to bring him into a saving relationship altogether. But here's something else that I fear is that people take things that happen like this, take this situation, and then let's take 9-11. 9-11 People were asking for prayer. Churches were full. But if you remember 9-11 and you remember the aftermath of that and you remember how churches were full and how things, how spiritual things got, over the years, it slowly, people slowly started forgetting. People slowly started going back to their normal way of life. The churches that were once busting at the seams started dwindling back down to where they were before 9-11, some even less there than when 9-11 or pre-9-11. So some churches have closed the doors since 9-11. So I fear people may take big events like this in life and then slowly forget them over time. And in the midst of it all, it'll be a spiritual 
it'd be very spiritual in their lives until it's not anymore. So hopefully that doesn't happen. I believe it's going to happen to to many people, but hopefully that doesn't happen to others, especially those that put this out in you know for the world to see and hear like Josh Allen has. Hopefully he will be one of those that uh is either brought into a right relationship or back into a right relationship with the Lord or brought into a, a first time and I, I say first time I shouldn't qualify it that way, but into a saving relationship with the Lord through Christ Jesus. Let's continue to listen to what he says. Uh, it was, it was extremely powerful that, you know, I couldn't deny this conversation that we're, we're having right now. We've had all of these conversations in our, in our locker room. And mm-hmm. um, it's been, it's been really cool how to see how guys have been moved and touched by this whole instance and situation and, and to see the country come together, to hear some of these stories and the, uh, and just just feelings from from our guys to, to be going through this situation uh it's been it's been really cool to see that unfold in front of us and he even said something there to see the country come together that has been a wonderful thing the kind of the uniting of not only the country but the world in the midst of this but again this is the same thing that happened with 911 and and listen I don't want to be one of those guys that is just like oh man can you just lighten up and just take for what he's saying, just take it for once. We have to be careful that we don't let things slip by or slip through the cracks, but this uniting of the world happened same way it did with the country in nine 11, but this uniting quickly became divided and you don't have to look any further than 2020, 2021 to see the division in our country today. And hopefully uh, God is using this to start that division or that unification back so that we don't have to continue to see this division in the world. And this would be a unification under the umbrella of Christ and not of people's thoughts and emotions. But uh, there's a lot of thoughts and emotions that have gone on here around the world, a lot of thoughts and emotions that have gone on inside locker rooms and things like that. So let's finish this out. Let's got about a little less than a minute left. So let's see what else he says. Again, I can't chalk it down to anything else but a higher power. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely moved. And in, in- that higher power, you know, this is God. That would have been a beautiful time for him to say, this is all about God. This is all him and nothing else nothing else but god not just a higher power but god i I don't even know i don't really have the words to explain it i guess i can say but you're doing a really good job um i completely pick up what you're putting down I, i think it's it's very natural for people who go into their teens and 20s to start questioning faith and then you look for something to validate it and sometimes you don't get it and then um, sometimes you're playing the Patriots and the first place since the went down is a kick return for the first time in three years and three months. It's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. There you have it. And there I have it. This is the first time I've heard it. Um, I wish there would have been a lot more gospel content there, but uh, you can't fault anyone for um, – at least going on 
a national show like that and being all over social media and all over the news outlets saying that there was a spiritual awakening there and and something shifted, something happened. But um, let me just end this episode this way. I will tell you that God spared DeMar Hamlin's life. It wasn't just a higher power. It was God Almighty. It was the God of the Bible, the God of this universe. It was him and him alone that spared DeMar Hamlin. Did he use um, first responders, doctors, nurses? I do believe so. Absolutely. They are a, a key part of this. But ultimately, it was God that spared his life. It was God that used this to bring a unity together. Now, it is God who is going to save people in the midst of this. It's going to be God who causes people to return back to him and live a life in Christ and for them to walk in a manner worthy of their calling. And it is God who is going to keep those people. The Bible talks about a remnant, those that are true believers. Now, Although the country may do this, they may be united right now under DeMar Hamlin. It's inevitable, I think, that you're going to start seeing a, another division. The longer this, we are removed from this as we go into the offseason of football. We'll, we'll probably be reminded of it next football season. But ultimately, the DeMar Hamlin situation will become further and further away from our minds that people will start to uh, – they'll go back to where they were before this happened. Many people will go back into their uh, everyday lives as unbelievers, not remembering really what happened, and then just kind of keep treating it as commonplace if they do remember it. And then there are others that God is going to save, and they'll be part of the remnant. Those people will find churches to be a part of. Those people will be uh, sanctified. They will be made holy over this time. Um, so ultimately, to say that God is in control of all things. The Bible said he, he does whatever he pleases. He's going to save those that he wills through this. He is going to allow everything that happens from that point to the rest of this life. He is going to will all things. He holds all things together, and he does them according to his will and not ours. So although Josh Allen didn't go on record to say that he has put his faith in Christ alone, uh, this was still an opportunity for him to say there is a God, uh, that there are uh, uh, there is a higher power. Some people need to be reminded of that. They, they may think there is no God, although, again, Romans 1 teaches us that there is a God and that no one is without excuse because of his creation and invisible attributes. No one has an excuse not to believe that there is a God. They just suppress that truth in unrighteousness. So they love their sin more than they want to believe in and trust the God of the Bible and put their faith in Christ Jesus. So if you or anyone else is watching this that uh, may be one of those that are like, man, something's there is a higher power, there's a God, let me just tell you, this God sent his only son, Jesus Christ, to this world to live a perfect and sinless life and die in your place because you have sinned against a holy and perfect God and you deserve to be killed for it. Instead, God poured out his wrath against sin on his own son. He trampled his own son under the weight of his judgment and his own son was killed on your behalf, the death that you deserve to die. He was buried. He was put in a tomb. Three days later, this Christ, the Son of God, rose by the power of God. He is alive, and he ascended back into heaven where he is now seated at the right hand of God. And the Bible says that if you repent 
and believe in the good news, you will be saved. That means to turn from your sin, to turn from your sinful lifestyle, to change your thinking about your sin. And when you turn from something, you've got to run to something else. That something else is Jesus Christ, the one who died in your place, the one who was buried and rose again. If you believe that and believe this Jesus and believe that Jesus did this for you, then the Bible says, repent, turn from your sin, believe on Jesus Christ, put your faith in Jesus Christ, and you will be saved. This higher power is God. God of the Bible, who sent his son Jesus to die the death that you and I deserved, and many will be saved as they call upon his name. So thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you for tuning in. I would love to hear your comments again. Can God use certain circumstances in our lives to bring us closer to him or to show us that there is truly a God? And uh, you can go back and listen to that part of this episode if you don't remember exactly what was going on at that time. But I'd love to hear your comments. I'd love to um, have conversation if that's something that we could work out talking back and forth. Uh, But I want you to know that Christ came to die for sinners. And Paul says he's the chief and the foremost. But I would say I am. And uh, you might say you are. So I want to encourage you to repent and believe the gospel of Jesus Christ. Until next time. God bless and thanks for tuning in.